Hey, welcome back to Conversations with Paul Nielsen once again. Once again, it is fantastic to see you. I don't really see you, but you know what I mean. It's fantastic that you listen to me, I guess. I, I don't know. Ah, Jesus, it's been such a great time. Uh, hopefully you listened to the last episode after the little bit of a hiatus. Hopefully you're uh, continuing to listen, and this is the uh, the next episode. I mean, uh, last time we talked about goals. Let's uh, talk about a little something else that's really kind of been on my mind over the last, uh, you know, few weeks, a few days, a few months, you know, all that good stuff. I mean, it is 2022. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? We're going to talk, and what's been on my mind really over the last little while is COVID. COVID, man. COVID. We, I, I talked a little bit about it uh, probably about a year ago or so, you know, uh, when 2021 was starting. You know, COVID, it's still here. Started in 2020. Here we are in 2022, you know. Still around. I know we all thought that it was just going to kind of go away uh, in a couple months. I mean, let's uh, quarantine for two weeks, man. Flatten that curve, right? Flatten the curve. Flatten the curve and we will be good and safe. And we didn't. Oh, but wait, wait, wait. It's going to be, it's just going to be a couple more months and we'll be good. You know, three months tops. And we didn't. Then variants came out. I mean, come on. This thing started to mutate and have variants. Now, we knew that it was a virus and it was going to mutate, but it mutated and it mutated again and again and again and again. And now we're dealing with the Omicron, the Omicron variant, and it's killing us. I mean, literally and figuratively, it's killing us. You know, it, it's not as deadly as like the Delta and the original and, and all the other little variants that have happened. But here it is. And it's it's getting rampant, man. You know, we here in Utah, we just over Martin Luther King holiday weekend, 40,000 new cases in Utah alone. 40,000. Utah only has 3 million people in it. It's a lot, man. It's a lot of cases that are going on in Utah. Who knows how many cases we got today? I haven't seen the numbers today, but you know, over MLK weekend, 40,000. I mean, that's just horrible. In, in Salt Lake County, in, in, in instituted a new mask mandate. was shot down by the Senate and the, and the House over in, uh, for the, the state government, which is ridiculous, but whatever. You know, they're, they're saying, well, we might be able to slow it, but it's not going to protect you from it. So we're not going to really even really require it anymore. It's just I think people are just getting too fed up with it and they just they're giving up. They're throwing their hands up and saying, we can't do this. We can't do this, which is honestly kind of ridiculous. We look to our leaders to be able to come up with policies and come up with things that are going to help. But no one knows what they're doing. Nobody. Not the president, not the CDC, not uh, not the local governments or or, or state governments. Even our, our, the local government in Salt Lake County decided to, to do a mask mandate and state uh, government uh, shot it down. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's just absolutely ridiculous that that we are in a place where this stuff is happening. I mean, really, people, I think, are just giving up. People are going to concerts. People are going to restaurants. People are going to movies. People are, are doing these things where they're in close contact with people. And uh, the, the variant's going rampant, man. It's going rampant. It's infecting. They're having a party. You know, the, the variant, the Omicron variant, is having a party. You know, and all are invited. We don't care. Everybody's invited. Bring your own booze, right? 
bring in your own booze. It's one of those kind of parties. Now, if it, if it shows up kind of like what it was in England and the UK and, and even on, on the East Coast of the United States or other parts, you know, it's, it comes on really strong and then it just dramatically drops off. And that's honestly, I think it's because people are getting infected by it. And they're running out of the, the variant is running out of people that are actually able to be infected. Now, I've been vaccinated, you know, the two shots. I haven't gotten my booster. It's something that I'm planning on doing. And it, whether you like or don't like the, 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 the vaccinations, it doesn't really matter to me. Do you? Do you take care of you and your family like you want to take care of them? That's perfectly acceptable as far as what you want to do. For me and my kids, we got vaccinated. I was going to give us uh, every opportunity to be okay and be safe and, and do those type of things as much as we can within reason, right? Now, it doesn't, uh, the vaccine doesn't really keep me from being able to get COVID, but it does help me kind of overcome it a little better. It, it lessens the, the, the symptoms and, and the effects of it, I suppose. Now, I've been lucky. I haven't gotten it. I've been COVID free since the beginning. Uh, and I don't know the, how much longer I'm going to last because this thing is pretty wicked. Now, granted, I'm, I'm pretty much a homebody. I work from home. I uh, get my groceries delivered from home. I rarely kind of leave the house, but I, I prefer it that way. I like kind of being at home. It's my, it's my jam, if you will. Now, I, I go to the grocery store every once in a while, and I'll go out, and I, and I have gone to movies and, and things along those lines. But it's usually when... It's usually in the middle of the day when most people are working, when I've got days off or, or what have you. So I, I try to be smart about it, but it's here, man. I don't know that it's going anywhere. I think it's going to be with us for, for quite a while, at least another year. It's my thoughts. You know, the, uh, <laughs> if we look back to the, the Spanish flu, I mean, that lasted two years, 1918 to 1920. And if we look at the, 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 the differences there, the, the mode of transportation and the, the mobility of people back from 1918 to, to 2020, completely different. You know, in, in 1918, people weren't able to go across the country in a couple hours. People weren't able to fly to other countries and, and be able to do that in a, in, a, in a day or so. You know, it just wasn't happening. If you wanted to go across the country at, at a reasonable speed and, and a quickly um, being quick about it, you had to jump on the train. And even that was a couple of days to get across the country. A week Maybe, I, I don't really know, but it wasn't in a matter of a couple of hours where we can go and visit New York City from Utah and come back the same day. Or even more specifically, I live in Utah, all my family lives in California, I can jump on a flight, be in California, sitting on the beach in an hour and a half, spend the day there, come back. We have mobility like nobody's business. We can jump in cars now that can do 100 miles an hour. Most times even faster if, you know, but it's not legal to do that. But we can, I could be, I can jump in my car and be in, in California in 12, 10, 10 hours, depending on how quickly I drive, you know, or how many times I stop or, or what have you. But within a day, I can be in California and turn around and come back. And, and along those drives, I can come in contact with many, many people, you know, the, the, <laughs> uh, the, the transportation that we have here is, is, is incredible. The technology that we have here is incredible. Just the, the, the fact that we can get these numbers, like the, for the $40,000, $40,000, the 40,000 cases that we got over MLK, the ability to be able to know that on Tuesday, not weeks later, but on Tuesday is incredible. The tracking that we have available. I mean, we can track and trace contact through our phones, uh, 
we can we we know exactly what's going on. These testing sites across the country, across Utah, they're able to go ahead and upload their numbers, and the next day we know how many people are infected. The next day. We have updated numbers as far as people that are in the actual ICUs and in the hospitals, and we can really manage that effectively or not so effectively, depending on how you look at it. But the COVID is not going anywhere. We've got so many different things that, that are coming into play. we got better travel. Um, honestly, our technology is good to where we can communicate back and forth with what's, what's going on. But that's also can be a negative thing. I don't know that, you know, the, the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic was, was politicized as much as it is uh, now. And it could have been, but news traveled much, much slower then. Much slower. It wasn't radicalized like it was. You got your news from a newspaper or the radio, and even the radio was really kind of regional. There was no national radio station that's beamed up into a satellite and bounced back out from New York to California, and there was no syndication like that. It was all regional stuff. All regional stuff. So the politicizing of, of the COVID has gotten rampant because I know when somebody says something in New York or in China or in Australia or New Zealand, you know, it's just the way it is. So we get all these big groups that have like-minded things and we become very loud and we become very loud and, and a small group of people can influence so many others with weird ideas. What was it? Uh, a few months ago, people were saying that a horse tranquilizer will solve and, and cure COVID. A horse tranquilizer? Really? Who came up with that? And who posted that? And who said, oh, it cured me. It must be good. And it just ran. It became viral, if you will, which is weird because it's exactly when we talk about social media uh, things going viral, it is the same way that the COVID. It's a viral you know, it spreads and spreads. And, and before you know it, we've got news and, and opinions from all around the world. We know exactly what's going on across the world. Exactly what's happening. Because we've got the social media and, and news places that are all over the world. And they share information because of this internet. And it's a beautiful thing. But it can also cause a lot of politicization. And it can cause a lot of like harebrained ideas and people's opinions are all over the place. But I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's the world that we live in at this point. What are we going to do about it? We're going to continue to do it. And, we, and it's up to us to really kind of sift through all that and figure out what is, what we want to listen to and what we want to believe and what we want to do. We really kind of got to dissect it and really find good sources of information. Uh, you know, if you don't like the, the, the CDC, go to the who, and not the rock band. <laughs> Go to the, the World Health Organization. They may have different information. Let's look at these numbers. I mean, we know exactly what's going on. So let's use it and make good informed decisions. I don't, I don't understand exactly why people are so upset, you know, and, and why people are, are bucket against the vaccine, bucket against this. There are some, still people out there that believe that, that COVID is not real, and which is kind of ridiculous because at this point, I'm sure everybody knows somebody that's got it. And although they're saying, no, it's not as bad as everybody is, it's not deadly, everybody's surviving it, and, and people are, are dying of COVID, they aren't really dying of COVID, but they're dying of other things, and the hospitals are just saying it's COVID-related. I mean, who do we listen to? Who do we listen to with these type of situations? I don't know. you got to make that decision for yourself. 
And that's really kind of what it comes down to. When we have all this information, maybe we've got too much information. Maybe we've got too much information that we have to go on and we don't, we don't have a single source and we don't have one person that we can look to or a group of people that we can look to that's giving us good information. Or even if it's bad information, at least we've got one source or maybe two sources. Now we've got millions and millions of people spouting their ideas off about what all this is and how to deal with it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe we're just oversaturated with information. I don't know. All I know is that COVID's here and COVID's not going anywhere. Protect yourself. Do what you feel like you need to do in your time. Share your opinions. I mean, that's great. Maybe one of these opinions, maybe one of these ideas will go ahead and spark something in somebody else that will be able to figure out how to beat this thing. Maybe we need to go back in lockdown. God, I hope not. But I mean, maybe we need to do that. Maybe we just need to, to, to take other precautions. I mean, honestly, I think we have done a lot that we can't, that a lot of good um, with this. We're all working from home or the majority of us are working from home if we can. And, and that's always a good thing. I mean, I, I don't always like it because I really enjoy the actual personal connections that happen with people. But honestly, if it keeps me safe, cool, I'm doing it. And honestly, I really kind of do enjoy it most days because I can, I'm working from home. I'm, I'm in a familiar uh, environment. I, I can really kind of focus. My break room is my kitchen. I don't have to drive my car. There are some great benefits from working from home. Just the pollution aspect is is amazing. When COVID started happening back in 2020 and everything got shut down, I took a trip to California where I'm from and I got on the freeways and it was empty and it was weird. It was weird to see the, the freeways empty, but what was really even more weird was I was able to see the San Bernardino, San Bernardino mountains and the ocean and the ocean and the mountains all at the same time. And that never happens except maybe once or twice a year in, in Los Angeles. But it happened that week, and I never saw that for that long of period of time. It was crazy. It was crazy to see. But, you know, this is what we do. Maybe this is a good aspect of these things. We're learning that we can do things from home and, and have we've got all this technology. We can do it, and we can do it efficiently, and we can save money. And maybe the, the money that you know companies are, are saving on, on real estate and buildings and, and rent and, and you know, power and gas and all those type of things to run the building, the, just the facilities, they can save that money and invest into their employees. I doubt that that will happen, but it should. It should happen. You know, we, we're all working from home. We're using our own utilities. We're using our own internet access. We're using our own um, equipment in some cases. Now, my company provides me my computer and provides me the equipment, but I'm using my own internet. You know, and I'm paying for that. Maybe I should write that off on my taxes as a business expense, you know, uh, but I'm also saving money on gas. You know, I'm not spending hundreds of dollars on, on gas a month because I'm not driving to and from an, uh, an office. Who knows? There's some good benefits that have come out of this, but there's also been some really shitty things. Again, we've all had people that, uh, that, that have got it. My brother's in the hospital right now, and there's only one person that's allowed to go up and see him, and that's it. And that person has to, uh, you know, give all the information on how he's doing and things because they're only allowing one person up in the hospital room at, at one point of contact. Now, we can call and get information, but there's only one person that I actually can go up and see him. That's not a, not a benefit, I don't think. You know, it's just one of those things. 
because we are not doing the things that we need to do to keep everybody safe and keep these hospitals free. These hospitals are just overrun, absolutely overrun, and uh, we need to do better. But it's COVID. No one really has a grasp on it. I mean, I think New Zealand still does. I don't know if they've had any new cases since they kind of shut down the island and not allowed anybody in or out. I mean, they're they're ones. I think they're one of the only people that uh, really kind of beat it early on. I'd be interested to see if they if they've developed any new cases. But if if they haven't allowed anybody onto the island, I don't see how they would because COVID was gone. But it's interesting. I know that's not really realistic for the rest of the world because the borders are and and the way we fly and, and things like that. And, and New Zealand's kind of a smaller island, but they they did it right. They did it right until they had zero cases, nobody in or out. Maybe we should have done that. I don't know. It is just thoughts, thoughts and thoughts and thoughts. But it's 20, 2022, right? What are you going to do? COVID's here. It's not going anywhere. I think it's going to be here for another year, but we'll see. We'll see where, what it, where it goes. Anyhow, I hope you're being safe. I hope you're being good. You know, keep on keeping on. Keep safe out there. Do what you need to do. Love y'all. Be kind. Be well. <laughs>